Running Sentences presents The Lost Adventures of a Maybe Hero Part 1. A Heroic Decision Leonardo is a middling young man with a mansion and rich parents who've sent him away to live in this house. But he has grown bored of isolating himself away from everyone because no one seems to like him, and has come up with a plan to rectify this, or sort of an idea to rectify this. It is a heroic plan, or so he hopes. This is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, businesses, events, and incidences within this story are products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, living, dead, or real incidences is purely coincidental. Copyright 2022, Michael Honoré. All rights reserved. It was dark and stormy over the mansion which Leonardo Damien called home. The fact that it shouldn't be, as the rest of the area was nice, and with bright sunshine beaming all around, was annoying. There were even birds singing their song, annoyingly and in a high-pitched fashion, as high-pitched as they could muster. This infuriated Leonardo. It was a mystery to him, and he hated the fact that had been bought for him was constantly in a state of dreariness, and there was nothing he could do about it. It was a doomed house, and it did not suit him at all. But one could not simply give away or sell a gift if one cared deeply about said giver of the gift even if that giver wasn't so nice in return. In a furious march down the windowed hallway that looked out over the house onto the grounds of the mansion was Leonardo. He was followed by his butler, Jeeves, whose easy stride allowed him to walk with his stomping master. Do you see this? How can this house always have a rainstorm over it? Oh, I'm not certain, sir, but if he... But would you like me to find a way to stop it? Can you stop it? Because if you can, why haven't you done it already? I will get onto the situation right away. Let me just make a note of it, and I shall do something about it tomorrow at the earliest convenience. Leonardo did not stop heading down the hallway, waving his hands at the windows to try and make the rain go away. It wasn't working, which only made him wave his hands a bit harder at it. How how will you make this go away? Do you know some sort of machine that's doing this to my, or, well, this gift of a home? Or, well, what is it you're going to do? I don't know of any machine, sir, but uh, I can do this. But if there is one causing this, I shall find it for you, sir. And in the meantime, what am I to do? Sit around or walk around this house once again? I have nothing to do here. Your parents did just send another big box of comic books over to keep you busy, sir. I am not a young boy anymore, and no matter how much fun they are to read, it isn't exactly fun to be cooped up here in this house with just those things to keep me company. I need something to do. I will add that to my list of other things to make sure you are entertained, sir. Will that be all, or shall I make us lunch? Leonardo had stopped his hand-waving around for a few seconds to look over at his butler. Was his butler really expecting this smooth talk to just 
waltz over things with lunch. What are you making? I have some slow-cooked meat left over from yesterday. Uh, perfect for tacos, or maybe something else if you would prefer it. Tacos. Tacos it is, then, sir, if you will lead the way. Leonardo did exactly that. After lunch, this young master of the house had wandered about his house for a while and wound up going to the small library. This house did not have a big library, though there was probably room for it. It was just small because all it contained were the thin paper copies of a comic books made for mass printing. A new box had already been emptied by his butler Jeeves, with a pile of the books stacked neatly into sections on a nearby table. There was mystery books, detective books, and the biggest, and that was the most inevitable, pile, superhero stories. Because that's what mostly sold in this corner of the globe. Never mind that the rest of the world might have interesting stories about different topics. Nope. No, no. He only got whatever his parents sent him anyway. And so Leonardo trudged his way over to the pile that was placed carefully on the table, and went over to the only seat in this small library. It was an upright chair, and one that sat stiff with grooves that didn't look comfortable. He did his best to ignore the uncomfortable chair as he picked up one of the books and looked at its cover. Every character within these stories lived an infinitely more interesting life than he did, and he sighed as he picked up the first of the superhero stories, breezing through it since the hero did not in fact interest him. Though the villain was an interesting one, always trying to rob the hero and unveil the identity of a hero. Sir? Leonardo glanced up and saw that Jeeves was at the door, looking rather sternly at him. If you would please keep your book reading in order this time, I do not like finding comic books all about the house. You're here to chastise me about in in my gift of a home about where I read? Yes, sir, but also to see if you needed anything else for the day, sir. Adventure? A life? Something other than being forced to stay in a house and read comic books? Yes, sir, and I will see what I can do, but you need to stick to the rules should you want to inherit this house from your family. Whatever. At this point... Well, I've spent all or any of the money that they claim to have left as an inheritance or whatever it is. No, you can go away, Jeeves. I shall not need you until tomorrow, I think. And do take care of the weather, if you can, please. The butler nodded and was soon gone, leaving Leonardo to read his comics. Boredom, however, soon grabbed hold of the young man, and sitting upright in a chair, reading, didn't seem all that comfortable for him, so he got up, grabbing a few of the superhero books, and headed out. Jeeves would have to put up with this. After all, it was only a comic book, and it wasn't that hard to lug about. The walk from the small library downstairs to his bedroom upstairs took a few minutes at best, and he passed his time glancing at the cover of one of the books. The art was interesting and fun. If only he could be like this superhero, all action-oriented. Wait, why can't it be me? I could be a hero saving the day while avoiding the cops. Why not me? He took a few more steps towards his room down the upstairs hallway, 
and looked down at himself. Well, if I'm going to do this, I will definitely need to find some magic goo-like thing to give me powers. That would be easier than spending millions to battle people with technology. Yeah, I don't have either of those things there. Huh? Workouts might. I probably do need to do the workouts. Can't say I'm in great shape either. He hurried down the hallway towards his own bedroom, the idea having sparked his imagination. There would need to be much reading done on this subject, though first editions of comics would be expensive. Perhaps just reading them on the internet would suffice as a beginning, just to see where things started. All while knowing that the likelihood of any powers suddenly happening through goo or spiders or other means was entirely unlikely. But to dream and hope of escape from the same old, same old? Well, that was a fight worth a flight of fancy. And Leonardo got to his bedroom door and came to a stop, carefully peeking around just for Jeeves. The man had a habit of popping up, and he wasn't sure if he could trust him yet with his new goal in life. The butler did not appear, and Leonardo stole into his own bedroom as stealthily as possible. The books he had brought with him were quickly read for any details of how one might get a superpower. But since these stories were somewhat decently into their timelines, none of them really were talking about the matter of getting superpowers. Leonardo, who'd been reading on his bed, idly tossed the last such story aside. If he could head back down to his small library to see what those books said, or just jump over to his computer and do what little research he could from there. It didn't take him long to decide on the computer, though answers were few and far between on there, as he found lots of warnings not to play with chemicals, and the fact that the internet was entirely limited to him. Eventually, having gotten nowhere, he surrendered for the day, and logged off heading for bed, with the thought that he hoped his internet search history wouldn't cause the police to come knocking on his door. This lifestyle was certainly going to be a difficult one to explain. Jeeves woke him up around the usual time the next morning, early enough to be early, yet too early for Leonardo's liking. He got up and threw his morning routine of bathroom necessities before heading for the kitchen. Jeeves had already cooked up a simple breakfast for him and placed it on the kitchen table for him to deal with while tending to the cleaning. Leonardo kept this careful eye on his butler. The man was, after all, always up to something. He glanced also outside to see that there was still a rainstorm going on. Uh, so, Jeeves, are you, you gonna fix the weather today, right, Jeeves? If I have superpowers, maybe, sir, but I will see what I can do for you. The comment drew a sharp look as Leonardo fought back some panic. Was his plan already known? Oh, uh, do you wish you had superpowers as well, Jeeves? Well, yes and no, sir. It would make life very complicated if one did have them, but one might get much more done around the house if they did. So you'd want speed or super strength to get things done? Oh, perhaps, sir. Why? Oh, I'm just asking. I have nothing else to do. Can't leave, can't spend money, can't do anything, so I might as well question things, right? Yes, I suppose so, and I also suppose that it would make sense in for you to want powers to break out of what you might consider a jail, being stuck in here. 
I will remind you, sir, that it is not a jail. No, of course it isn't a jail, but it is slightly in order to get money so that, you know, one can be happier in life if one wants an inheritance. It is a very special set of circumstances, sir, and it is a better one that, than that of the criminal that I was reading about yesterday. They had burgled a bunch of homes and were then caught, but this criminal managed to escape custody and is now on the loose. That, my dear sir, is no life to lead at all, and I would not wish that on you. If you ask me, which, since you made this comment, and I expect you, you want me to comment on this, it sounds like they needed a hero to save the day from everything, since the police didn't do their jobs. Sir, I do hope those comic books are not giving you ideas. And if they are, Jeeves? I will take them away. Leonardo shot out of his chair, dropping his fork onto the sort of eaten breakfast, and was rushing out and running out of the room. Doing his best to keep up a good pace, Leonardo rushed from the kitchen to the hallway, which would lead to the small library, then stopped well short of the room. Wait, you can have those damned books. I don't need them if... I, I have plenty to keep me busy. Take them all away. You'll never break me. I won't give in to this house's torture. Leonardo turned and hurried off towards the staircase, ignoring Jeeves, who'd went straight to the library. He'd gone up to his bedroom, and the collection of comic books he'd been reading last night was still stacked on his nightstand. He grabbed them and made for the door, preparing to toss them outside for Jeeves to pick up. The door opened, and Jeeves came in, looking rather peeved. Sir, this is a most unusual thing to be doing. I'm not the one who decided that I shouldn't be allowed to read books anymore, so here, have fun fixing the fucking weather while you're at it, superhero. He handed Jeeves the set of comic books. I'm not here to keep you here, sir, and I don't know where you got this impression from, but to, I want to keep you here. Well, I, I'm the only reason I'm trying to keep you here is to keep you safe from bad things. Leonardo had already moved to close the door. He'd had enough of this. His parents and his butler were obviously conspiring against him to keep him away from the world. Yeah, it was probably cruel out there, but at least he'd get to experience something other than nothing or, well, the sameness that he'd been stuck with for the past four months. Superpowers might be a pipe dream, and getting any chemicals were definitely a pipe dream. But it was a dream, and that was better than just sitting around doing nothing. He closed, and his hand found the lock to the door and clicked it locked. This only likely would stop the butler for a few short minutes, as the man probably had a key, and it would take him a minute to find it. Leonardo looked around his room for any help he might find. There was his computer and his window that popped into sight. One of those was not going to be the solution, he had his feet decided to move towards the computer. For some reason, he couldn't figure out why. And with a shake of his head, he got himself turned towards the window, and after a few hefty tugs, pulled it until it opened. A drizzle of rain filtered in through this window screen that blocked his pathway to freedom. He pushed at it until it popped free, and this allowing him to lean out and take a look outside. There wasn't much to this side of the house, other than a straight drop of maybe 18 feet. He couldn't say if he'd survive. 
but he shuffled himself out onto the ledge, feet first, hoping for the best. The wet, muddy ground greeted him uncomfortably as it sucked his feet in. His socked feet sank into the ground, and it felt like his socks would never be recovered if he moved an inch from where he now stood. The drizzle of rain also made itself known as he sneezed and shivered outside in this cold weather. This was not going well for the start of an escape, and he pulled one foot out of the mud and, of course, saw his own bare foot. No time to think about that. Escape to the world or the garage. Yeah, the garage, maybe. I uh, keep myself warm and reorient myself. Uh, yeah. With his feet getting stuck in every step, he did his best to head towards the building next to the house and the driveway. In his effort to get somewhere a bit quicker, Leonardo headed for the driveway, which was paved, except it was tar and chipped with dozens of tar rocks that weren't exactly flat. In fact, as he stepped on it, he just as quickly stepped off of it. The rocks felt like they were all pointed upwards, and Leonardo surrendered to walking on the mud as he continued his little journey towards the nearby garage. Now a bit wetter and dirty, though undisturbed in his escape, he made his way to the side door of the garage to try the handle. It was locked, and his shoulders sagged. This was not going well. Excuse me, do you need help? Leonardo froze. He'd been spotted, but not by his butler. This was odd. He slowly turned to see a young woman in orange pants and a white shirt with her head slightly to the side, cocked. She looked him over, curious. I can get you inside if you need it, but I need something in return. Uh, and, and uh, what would that be? A place to stay for a few days. The garage will be fine, but I need to get away. Um, I take it then that you've already gotten inside my garage and are living there unofficially? She smiled and moved over to the door, producing a lockpick that had been hidden in her hair behind her ear. She knelt down by the handle and after a few quick seconds had the door opened. Maybe. The woman, still smiling, entered the garage, leaving Leonardo standing there, wet and dirty still, and unsure exactly how to feel about any of this. Here was a strange woman who was probably living in his garage, and, well, it was cold and wet out here, and he probably needed to confront all of this, although how he would do that, he wasn't sure. Maybe he could wrangle some sense into his world from this, or maybe not. Maybe at least a small bit of it would make sense. The wide and large four-car garage had exactly four cars in it, and each of them nicely shined up and kept in perfect condition. He stepped in and glanced around. The young lady had disappeared, and he wondered if she was hiding among the cars, or maybe had gone upstairs, as he glanced towards the stairs to the second floor. There was a living space up there, put there for guests who came by, even though the house had a variety of guest rooms. Why put one here? He shrugged, as he remembered something about the house being old and the garage was as old as it was as well, so maybe it was a space for a servant to live up there and then made into a guest room? The woman popped her head out of the door to the upstairs section. I'm up here. Come on up. There was something about her that made him follow her orders to go up there. 
He slowly went up these stairs, though unsure of himself and starting to question why he was following her request. It didn't make much sense. He'd been trying to escape, run away, gain superpowers, live life. But here he was, in front of a closed door that had just been opened to the upstairs, the garage. Why had it been closed? Should he just charge in there? She was invading his home. His parents' home, really, he corrected himself. He wasn't even sure he was on the land title for the place. And so, with a sigh, he reached for the doorknob, hoping that this will all turn out a-okay. The guest's living room area was a full suite of a space. Kitchen and dining room area, living area, and two bedrooms. It was nicely furnished as well. And Leonardo came to a stop to look it over as he entered. It was nice up here, and it certainly had been maintained to a high level. And a woman came out of what appeared to be one of the bedrooms, wearing some comfy-looking clothes. She looked cute in them, and his heart skipped a beat as a result, as she smiled when she saw him. With a very relaxed and stretched-out pace, she moved to go sit down on the couch. He stood there unsure of what to do, or how he might go about doing something as he'd frozen up. His family had kept him away from people, saying that they thought he was ill-suited for dealing with him, and so he'd been hidden away. Well, aren't you a nice young man for letting me stay? Most people would have called the cops. I have a complicated situation of living here. So if I call the cops, it would probably just cause more mayhem and distrust, and I don't really want to get into that. Oh, and what is your situation? What's it all about? It's... I'm, I'm never to leave my house, so I lose the house. It's a bet or an inheritance. It, if, I could, if I do what my parents want, then I get this inheritance of a house. Don't do what they want, and I lose it all. Uh, now, miss... Who are you, and why are you staying in the garage of this house? The name is Catalina, and since we're being truthful, I'm on the run from the law for stealing. I was caught, but escaped, because no one pays a lick of attention to cute girls. I find that rather hard to believe. Well, there are some times where it does draw attention, and that does help get things done. And there are times when it hurts you and hinders you but I'm able to disappear when I need to. Leonardo thought about this as much as he could, the feeling that his mind was doing a bit of short-circuiting because the cute woman who had done something to make his heart go thump, thump, was not helping compute things. He felt his face flush as he tried to think of anything in response, and he's just, he kept thinking cute woman. Anyway, Will you let me stay here? I think you should. And what are you doing out of your house that you're not supposed to be out of? Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm leaving, and I've, I've had enough of my parents cooping me up here, so, yeah, you know, if you're gonna steal, I guess you could steal my house, maybe? She jumped up, curious and cat-like, but didn't move any further, closer. Why? Uh, because I have no life here. I want to help the world or do something with my life, like save the day, or I, I just, it, I can't do anything here, so why stay here? She shrugged, jutted out a hip to the side, and put her hand on said hip, looking more and more cat-like and curious. 
So what? Plenty of people do things that they don't want to. I, well, yeah, um, but many people can only take so much, and before they decide that they don't want to take any more of that. And I've reached that point. So take what you want, thief, and goodbye. He turned and hurried for the door. The squelch of wet feet meeting the ground was the first thing that Leonardo could process as he got back to the main garage floor. It was welcomed because it gave him something to think about as his mind was trying to decide what it wanted to think about. Mostly, it was going back to the, the cute girl sitting on the couch. And it was a very nice image, but not terribly helpful one since he was supposed to be escaping. He hurried towards the car, feet squeaking with every few steps, and he looked over the old cars that all glistened and shined in their mighty good looks. They were nice, but old, and while he kind of knew how to drive, he wasn't sure about driving these ones. He had once taken them out, but eh, it wasn't. He'd gone up and down the driveway one day when his butler wasn't around, and he nearly crashed, so he'd sort of abandoned that. There you are, sir. Leonardo sighed. The dream was already over. He turned to see his butler, Jeeves, come into the garage, umbrella in hand, shaking it out while he looked him over from the side door. Yes, yes, here I am. What do you want, Jeeves? Your well-being is my concern, sir. Also, you shouldn't be in here. This place has some weird goings-on in it, and I haven't been able to track down the source. Well, this, this is, this, this is your version of protecting me, telling me that there is something odd about a garage that is part of the house that I may or may not own. Also, have you checked upstairs? It might solve all of your issues. To his surprise, his butler flinched and glanced upwards, looking concerned. Then, his expression went back to his usual steely, nondescript expression. Yes, sir, I have tried and found nothing up there. That seems hard to believe, Jeeves. Anyway, you don't have to concern yourself over me anymore. I've given up on this life and inheritance. I've made my choice. I'm done dealing with this. Sounds like fun. I want to take part. Catalina came down the stairs, though Leonardo could not help but look at her as his mind instantly snapped back to her coming out of the bedroom and looking all cute-like. His heart felt a small ache in it, and he wondered if he'd be all right. She kept her smile and ran right up to the butler and kissed him on the cheek. What was going on was now a big problem in Leonardo's mind, because that made no sense whatsoever. And there's nothing you can do about it, father. Jeeves, flustered, tried to stammer something out while his daughter strolled over to Leonardo, who was now trying to comprehend all of this and managed to get lost in his thoughts. Are, 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 what is going on? Are you a thief who was caught and broke out of jail by any chance, uh, Miss Catalina? I only ask because Jeeves brought it up at this morning as a life not to live, and, you know, he seemed to be very concerned about it as well. Yep, that's my life. Leonardo shook his head no. It made sense now that he thought about it. Orange pants, or probably a jail jumpsuit, and he should have realized that with how many comics he read. 
Still, his mind was not happily accepting any of this. It made sense, but he didn't really want it to make sense anymore. Uh, please, sir, do not go through with any of this. Uh, why, Jeeves? And why are you... Why have you hidden the fact that you have a daughter and that she might be living in my garage or, well, my parents' garage, maybe? What do I know anymore? It is complicated, sir, as to why I haven't told you about my daughter, but mostly because she acts out in such a manner. Would you tell everyone you have a criminal for a daughter? As for why you shouldn't leave, it is simple. You haven't been out in this harsh world, sir. It will take you and chew you up. Dad, you overstate everything as usual. It isn't that bad. Let me show the kid around for a bit. I cannot allow that. If his parents found out about this whole mess, they would come down. Well, it would be bad, and I don't want a criminal showing around a young, naive man. Well, it is my life, though, and I don't care about what my parents want anymore, since I'm not a kid anymore. I am, in fact, in my 20s, and I was only doing what they wished because I don't even know now. But I've had enough. Sir. It is settled, then. I'll get the keys to one of the cars, and we will take a short drive around the city. And then we will be back. It won't be that big of a deal, Dad. She vanished off in search of the car keys to one of the vehicles as the butler and Leonardo faced off against one another. Jeeves seemed to have taken on a nervous tick that was causing him to fidget his hand and shake the umbrella in his hand. So, Jeeves, what is up with your daughter? She's a thief? No. Well, yes, but no, but yes. Her mother was a bit of a wild one, and I on the other hand, had to be the strict parent. It doesn't take much to see why she took after her mother, Carter, and the way that her mother does things. My former wife lived very in the moment, and that has become Catalina's way too. Unfortunately, it does appear that she's become very much wilder, and I can only do my best to look out for her. Then what about me? I mean, are you taking revenge on me? because you seem to want to block everything and anything I want to do. Is it because you don't want me to become like your daughter, or what is it? Please understand, sir, I made a promise to your mother and father that I would take care of you and keep you, keep you safe and potentially to the challenge. If I succeed, I could get a, a windfall as well and maybe use that money to help keep Catalina safe and away. Are you sure about that? She doesn't seem like the type to seek help via money. Jeeves offered a sad, slumped shrug, and with Catalina soon coming back in the room, with a set of keys dangling from her hand, Leonardo was soon swept up in her enthusiasm and headed for the car. With Catalina at the wheel, cranking over the engine of the boat of a car, Leonardo sat in the passenger seat. A plaque in the middle of the console of the vehicle had a Jaguar on it, but that meant little to him, as the rumble of the engine had come to life and slightly vibrating the car for a second before everything settled down again. The garage door was thrown open by Jeeves, who still looked very worried as he stepped aside and the car began to creep forward. Uh, do you know how to drive this car? 
I live and I learn as I go. She pressed the gas, only for the vehicle to respond by conking out. Shoot, manual car. Idiot, don't just press the gas and go. She got the engine going again a second later, and then fully pulled out of the garage. They kept moving at a steady pace, as she got used to the car, and thankfully the driveway was a rather long affair of a driveway, so it gave them the chance to adjust. But even then, they were soon at the end of it, with Catalina pulling the car out into the back road, with an enthusiastic press on the gas. The car would drive smoothly, though rather heavily, through the twisty roads that claimed to be roads around this house, and Leonardo kept tightening and then retightening his lap belt. Uh, so, I mean, you said we were going to town, but, uh, where are we going? This nice little lighthouse that I know of. It's really nice up there in the afternoon. People rarely bother you, which is great. Ah, uh, okay, why is that, uh, great? I've had a plan cooking in my head since you said you were leaving your house, and you want to do something heroic. Plus, it leaves us a chance to, you know, not be in a crowd where you might not be used to it. Okay, um, and what is this plan I don't know if I really want to know about? That you have to wait for. The idea isn't fully complete yet, so it's just sort of ideas right now. But it will be by the time you've gotten to this fabled lighthouse. She nodded and gunned the engine a bit, sending him a little bit back into the back of his seat as they roared off down the road. The vehicle was soon pointed out onto a highway and zipping through the busy roadway. Several signs pointed them on their way to the beach, which Catalina guided the car through the thin traffic. Leonardo sat and watched the world travel by at high speed. It was there, and then it was gone, with no time to take it in or enjoy it. He didn't really like this blur of a world. A while later, and after getting off of the highway, she had brought them to a nearby empty parking lot of a lighthouse. She chose a spot quickly, and was out of the car in a flash. Leonardo barely had time to comprehend what was going on, and was slowly getting out of the vehicle himself. He was careful, as he looked around to make sure that this was all okay. The last time he'd been out and about was... He couldn't really remember. The, he figured maybe three years old, but no, no, that didn't sound right. And he couldn't remember anything from that time. If he was three years old, generally people don't remember things from that age. So maybe not right at all. Leonardo had found the sidewalk and stared at it for a few seconds. He knew what it was and how it was supposed to act, but still... It looked so bland in real life. They always seemed to have things going on in the comic books, but this? This was just a grey slab of cement. His unsteady walk took him towards the towering square brick of a building that was plain grey lighthouse. A disappointing colour when lighthouses were supposed to be colourful, according to what he knew. They did that to warn ships, right? His mind was guessing, and he guessed that there was some other reason for the color, and put that out of his mind as he decided that Catalina had vanished off somewhere and he didn't know where. He came to a stop near a wooden shack with a sign for a lady and a man by separate doors. Then Catalina popped out and came right over to him. Sorry for running off. Had to go. Uh, 
Uh, so come with me, and we will go to the top of this lighthouse. No one goes up there. She had grabbed his hand and began pulling him towards the entrance of this place, and he sort of just went along, trying to figure out if this is what he should be doing. What else could he be doing in the first place? She continued to pull him into the lighthouse itself, after they paid the fare to visit the museum of a lighthouse first, of course, and they completely ignored the ground floor and its exhibits, as she went straight for the stairs so that they could climb to the top. They were soon quick-stepping their way upwards, with Leonardo holding his arm in front of him, as she still firmly held onto his hand and was pulling him upwards. The metal-gridded stairs were clicking and clacking as they went, and he was still trying to figure out why she was intent on all of this, and why anything, anyway. It seemed very weird to sort of decide to help someone out of the blue. What was it she had to say as well? That was confusing. She had something to say, but she wouldn't say it. After following the many stairs upwards, they got to the top, where the fog light sat. It was very quiet up here as Leonardo took in the sights of a stretched out coast, going off in both directions. Catalina had finally let go of his hand as he took in the sights. She went wandering about while he stared, enjoying the look of the world. It is very nice out here. Yes, that it is. Very nice. And you can even see the city not far away. She was now beside him and pointed off. He could see a coastal town with its bobbing boats, a few were out there, coming and going from it, as well as a submarine being towed nearby. So, um, now why are we up here? Uh... Is it something to do with the city? Are you planning to do something with the city? Are you going to steal it? Why, Mr. Leonardo, I had figured that you would be naive, yet here you are proving me wrong. Wait, you really are stealing something? Wait, that, that town? What? You want to be a hero, right? He shook his head yes, though it took him a second, as he considered where this was all leading. Well, a hero needs a nemesis, someone to go against, and give the hero something to stand for and against. Otherwise, everyone sees a crazy person running around in a cape looking rather silly. Don't you think? Uh, you want to be that person, that nemesis? Yes, I do. But, but, I also want to work out an arrangement so that we work together for the betterment of both of us. Uh, what? How? Why? Superheroes don't work with their nemesis as people. Like you, if I'm going to be a big bad person who is a thief and wants renown, I need someone to stand against to show the world that I am doing good in my own way. You rush in to save the day from a heinous criminal, and I, at the last second, get away, and then it's found out that I might have been doing something good, maybe. We both win in this result. How is that a win? Well, I get a thrill out of it, among many other things, and I won't divulge all of my secrets yet. She pointed towards the town again in the distance. But let's concentrate on the big tower in the town. What about it? And I can see it, but I don't know what you want me to see other than that. It houses a fair amount of money there, because it is a bank. Then there are many financial offices also in the upper floors of this bank, and there's lots of money to be taken from them. 
you want to rob a bank, but you do what I. How would I stop you? On I don't really think you need a nemesis or a hero against you to stop you. You just call the police. She paused for a second, looking at him with a bit of a twinkle in her eyes. He wondered if that was his imagination putting it there, or if it was actually there. But he felt his heart going through the flutters. Cute woman. Probably shouldn't trust her, but this was just the way things were going right now, and... Well, he kind of just bit his lip and hoped for the best the moment. All according to the plan, yes, you would stop me. I advertise to the world that I am going to rob the bank and the financial businesses. They freak out, hire plenty of guards, and then you swoop in, save the day. It's simple. He very much doubted that it would be simple, but said nothing to this. Well, what do you think? I, I still think you probably don't need a hero, and it sounds mad, and I don't know how any of this would work, or will work. I'll do the planning. All you need to do is show up at the right place at the right time. It will be brilliant. You don't have to think about anything. She had already begun to walk away towards the stairs, heading downwards, and he watched her, and then turned to see the sights of the city again. To trust or not to trust. He could be a superhero and save the day, but being set up to do it. Was that really the way he wanted to do things? Come on, I need to get to planning, and you need to get to making a heroic outfit. One that will, of course, cover your face. Uh, I need one? Yes, you need to hide from the police, who don't like vigilantes. And from your parents, probably as well. You don't want to clue them in yet that you're up to something and not following their orders? Or do you want them to know? She began to descend, heading down with him standing there watching. He still wasn't sure if this should be the way that things should go, and nothing his mind came up with felt like a good answer. So, for now, he decided to shut up and follow to see just exactly what might happen. By the time he'd gotten back down to the ground floor... Catalina seemed to have made a complete rounds of the exhibits below, all of them having to do with lighthouses and ships that had crashed nearby. Leonardo, too, took a lap around this place before being pulled out by Catalina, who seemed to be quite in a rush to get them moving. She drove them back with Leonardo sitting in his seat, trying to take in the sights and think over what had gone on. Now he had the distraction of this idea in his mind. He could not make up his mind about the matter, as there were more thoughts tumbling about in his head than he knew what to do with. It was a new feeling, one of freedom of choices, though none felt particularly like they would be the right one. If he said no, then all of this, then all he had was a house, and trudging around it, and since the exterior was so weather-beaten, he would be stuck inside. Say yes to her plan... But everything is fake, and potentially a hero, potentially not. The car had come to a stop in front of the garage to his home, and Catalina had already gotten out of the car and went to open the garage doors while he just sat there, staring at the site. What to do? Yes or no? He decided to get out of the car and head towards the house itself to give him a few more seconds to think all of this over Leonardo walked right past the entrance of the house towards the side, 
his mind wasn't settled, and with the rain not happening, it felt good to walk around this place, although the ground was still soggy, wet, and not very friendly. He never went out of his home because it was always raining here, and it was one of the reasons he never felt like he could leave. It just felt like an artificial, like a barrier to getting away. But now it was nice. Maybe it would be okay if he said yes. He thought about it. Ever since Catalina had shown up, things seemed different. The weather seemed different. The world seemed different. Was it okay? Alright, maybe, just maybe, I'll be okay if I go along for this job. Just one job, and then after that I can say yes or no to any further shenanigans. He was talking to himself as he looked at the dreary side of his dreary wet house and kept walking towards the backyard, a sight he rarely got to see in the clear. The setting sun cast a nice glow over the wet, muddy ground that sloped downward and provided a nice sight of the forest that lie beyond. He looked it over and felt a nice calmness overcoming him, even as the schluck noise of shoes fighting mud drew him to look to his side. Catalina was doing her best to fight to keep her shoes on, and to get them out of the mud at the same time. This ground is the worst. Yeah, it is. As for your plan, though, you're going to say yes, right? I mean, that's the only choice you have, really, especially since you want to escape the house. And if you want to experience the world, then you're definitely going to have to say yes. I'm your only real option to help you out at this point. On... Two conditions. Bargaining, even though you aren't in a position to. Interesting. I'll hear you out, though. But it better be good and make things interesting. Okay. First off, I can withdraw from this agreement at any time that I feel like if you aren't holding up your end of the situation. Okay? Or will that cause any problems? She nodded yes. It's workable, but I also reserve the right to withdraw from this partnership, should things not go well. Your second issue, sir? I want to be part of the planning of this, so that I know what's going on. No sudden and unexpected things come flying at my face. He stuck his hand out to shake it, and she stood there for a second with her arms crossed as she considered what he said. Then, slowly and Carefully, because the ground was still muddy and she was still a few feet away, she made her way over, unfolding her arms, and took his hand and shook it. End of Part 1 The Lost Adventures of a Maybe Hero Thank you for listening.